0: Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review.
1: Three Martinis coming up. It just gets worse and worse in Afghanistan. No good martinis today, and I think most of you already know why. Uh, we'll start with the uh, breaking news. And, of course, depending on when you hear this, there will most likely be plenty more details than we have right now. But we'll give you the, the latest of what we have just before 1130 Eastern Time here on Thursday as we record this. Uh, Jim, we knew for, for days now that there were growing concerns about a terrorist attack. Around the gates, around the airport, uh, yesterday, uh, people headed towards the gates. were told that the terrorist uh, threat was so high that they should stay away. Don't come to the airport, even though the desperation is still very high to get out. But now we have, at least as of our recording, uh, two major explosions there. One appears to have been a suicide uh, bombing near the Abbey Gate. Uh, three U.S. Marines are at least casualties. We don't know their status at this point. The Taliban, whatever their word is good for, says 13 people dead among civilians there, including some children. Uh, I would imagine a number injured as well, probably quite high. Uh, John Kirby, the Pentagon press secretary, says we can confirm that the explosion at the Abbey Gate was the result of a complex attack that resulted in a number of U.S. and civilian casualties. We can also confirm at least one other explosion at or near the Baron Hotel, a short distance from Abbey Gate. We will continue to update, uh, as far as I know, there are no reports on casualties as it uh, pertains to the hotel, but uh, that that could change very soon as well. And I'm sure we'll get updates from U.S. military and, and um, Pentagon officials and so forth as the day goes on. But Jim, uh, this has been devolving for a number of days now, and now with the terrorist strikes, obviously we're praying for the U.S. forces there. NATO's pulling its troops back from the gate and from the airport, and it looks like we're the only ones on the wire right now on the line and uh, we have no idea what's coming next.
2: Yeah. The understanding is that the NATO forces who are pulling back from the airport gates are going to kind of further within the perimeter uh, of the airport complex. I, I do kind of wonder if that means just U.S. forces are manning those or whether we're left to the Taliban manning those gates or who, who's manning them. But, you know, i I was a little bit incredulous about this on Twitter, kind of thing like there's just not that much more room for anybody to retreat. We're down to the airport. When you start backing up from the the gate, you're going further in there and you're, at some point you're just gonna be around the planes. Um, This is about as bad as it gets. Although by the time our listeners hear this, we'll have more details and God forbid, it could conceivably get worse. We knew this was an exceptionally dangerous situation. You got large crowds of people all together. for suicide bombers, that's exactly what they like. Lots of casualties in, in, you know, all bunched together. I've already seen videos on social media this morning that I wish I had not that certainly looks like there's gonna be a lot more than 13 dead uh, from the, the crowds there. It's, it's horrible. If you don't have the stomach for it, don't look at it. It's bad. It's really, really bad. Um, At a moment like this, Greg, I do find myself wondering, would it be really useful to have two airfields? Like say, Bagram Air Base is another way to get people out of the country right now. I'm sure some people pointed out that it had its own logistical uh, challenges. It's not in the city, uh, but somebody pointed out it's about the difference from Dulles uh, Airport to Baltimore, Washington Airport. Uh, You know, it's, 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 it's a drive, but it's not an insurmountable drive and it may actually be closer for some folks. Um, I just think that once you've got a situation where every single American, every single American green card holder, every single American Afghan who helped us, all of them have to go to the same location. You're basically saying to the terrorists, this is the spot. This is where you want to hit us. There's no other way our people can get out of the uh, country, although I am hearing from some folks who are trying to get the Afghans out to uh, out through over land through the borders to other countries. Um, No word on whether. Still, kind of early to tell how that's going to be. And if you want to know what it's like on the ground, I did hear an update from my reader who used to work for a defense contractor, who's trying to get because he said thousands of Afghans that his company had employed. It gives me a little more background on who, what kind of people they are. Uh, generally, they have families. Generally, they are you know civil engineers, they're you know uh, technicians, electricians, concrete masons, welders, surveyors, and by the standards of Afghanistan, they're they're middle class. Um, These are not, you know, uh, goat herders or or whatever folks might be picturing there. Um, They've worked for Americans for a long time, years and years, decades, you know, nearly two decades in some cases. Um, The average family size size is seven and uh, they just have really no options right now. The, the, The option is to try to get to the airport where terrorist attacks are ongoing and hope that somebody else in the crowd that you're in doesn't have a suicide vest on. As you take your wife, as you take your children, uh, or maybe you try to get, but otherwise, like you have, you know, the death of the Taliban is planning to kill you. They've made very clear. There was one account from a guy over there who said his brother-in-law had already, they executed him right in the town square and left the body so everybody can see it. That's what they're dealing with there. And now we've got terrorist attacks on top of it. I, I, it's all the words have been using debacle, calamity, disaster. I don't know if we really encompass all of it. Um, So, uh, you know, and it's one of those things I don't know about you, Greg, like, I feel like the only thing that I can do in this unbelievably dire situation is just tell people about it. Just just gather all the information I can at least let people know so that no one can sweep this under the rug and say, oh, we didn't know how bad it was. Because right now you're getting a lot of happy talk from the podiums in Washington, D.C., and that's just not matching the reality on the ground.
1: We've certainly spent a lot of time in the past couple of weeks, and rightly so, talking about the the disastrous policy, the failure to acknowledge the reality on the ground, as you just mentioned. Uh, one thing I believe we have mentioned, but uh, certainly in, in this context needs to be stressed even more, is how heroic our armed forces are. Uh, what they're doing at that airport trying to get people out under incredible stress is uh, unbelievable. And obviously, as uh, these at least three Marines are injured. We don't know, again, the severity. Uh, We certainly pray for their recovery and just pray for the security of our own forces, and hopefully we can get as many people out. But uh, the condition, welfare, and security of our troops is obviously of paramount concern right now as well. And it's going to be very difficult. There's five more days before this deadline is up, and uh, things seem to be deteriorating very quickly. All right. Well, it's uh, not easy to transition to our ads on a story like this, but uh, we are very grateful for the sponsorship of Tommy John. And they are very excited to let you know about their new Apollo underwear. Apollo is Tommy John's newest and most advanced men's underwear yet with a performance grade dry release fabric blend that is exclusive to Tommy John. It's Tommy John's latest comfort innovation, and you can't get it anywhere else.
2: Apollo men's underwear is proven to keep you drier and up to seven degrees cooler than regular cotton underwear. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. Apollo underwear is soft, supportive, stretches for the perfect fit in every way, and is available up to size 4XL. And with more than 15 million pairs sold, men across America love Tommy John underwear.
1: Tommy John has fantastic products for both men and women. We're talking about Apollo Men's Underwear here, and Tommy John's been gracious enough to send me a lot of their different products. Uh, The underwear is very, very comfortable. Best I've ever had. Uh, Beats anything I've worn before. Uh, I love their lounge pants. I love the T-shirts. Super soft and comfortable. Fantastic, fantastic underwear and loungewear. Can't recommend it highly enough. And like all Tommy John underwear, Apollo comes with the best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee, so you really can't miss. And right now, get 20% off your first order at tommyjohn.com slash martini. Go to tommyjohn.com slash martini for 20% off. tommyjohn.com slash martini. Head to their site for details. All right, let's head to our second martini today. And as we said, no no good martinis. And, uh, you know, we keep hearing about how the Taliban wants to be this respected member of the international community, Jim. And uh, we're watching the Taliban. We're holding them to their word. That's pretty much what we're hearing from the administration. And anybody who's old enough to remember the Taliban over the past 20 years, nearly 25 since they took power in Afghanistan last time, well, we know what we're getting. We're getting people who lie, they're spinning, but we ultimately they're, they're bloodthirsty people who kill anybody they don't like. And so Richard Engel is the chief foreign affairs correspondent for NBC News, uh, doing a tremendous amount of work uh, as this crisis unfolds. He actually spoke face-to-face with the Taliban spokesman Zabihullah Mujahid. And uh, here's an excerpt, uh, first of all, just to show you how warped these people are and what they expect you to believe as they, uh, I guess, put on their uh, best face for the rest of the world. First uh, clip here is about uh, child brides and whether that's actually happening. And then uh, Richard Engel asks him about Osama bin Laden and the 9-11 attacks.
0: There are already reports of Taliban fighters taking young women, unmarried women, as brides, forced brides. There have been reports of people going into homes. This is propaganda from the old regime. We have no evidence of a single case. This war started when Osama bin Laden, as a guest of the Taliban, organized 9-11 attacks. Can you guarantee that this country will never again be a base for terrorism? When Osama bin Laden became an issue for the Americans, he was in Afghanistan. Although there was no proof he was involved, now we have given promises that Afghan soil won't be used against anyone. You still don't think that Osama bin Laden carried out 9-11? There is no evidence. Even after 20 years of war, we have no proof he was involved. So it sounds like even now, after all of this, you're accepting no responsibility. There was no justification for this war. It was excuse for war.
1: Jim, no matter how you spin what the Taliban might want to be supposedly, or what we think they could be, they're exactly the same bloodthirsty group they were years ago.
2: I was going to say he admitted it. He saw videos saying he did it. Like that's you know, um, again, we I, I I walked through everything in today's uh, morning jolt, and it's it's unbelievably depressing, but maybe the part even if you can say I don't care about the Afghans who work for Americans although you should care about them even if you can say I don't care about U.S. green card holders even though they are uh, morally and legally the equivalent of U.S. citizens when it comes to the purposes of U.S. evacuations even if you're like I just want to let the rest of the world leave us alone I don't care about this I never want to hear about Afghanistan again you should keep in mind from Reuters uh, there are, you know, no U.S. You know, within a couple of days, there will be no U.S. troops in the country. There are no reliable partners other than maybe what's left of the Afghan forces in in that valley. Uh, the jails have been emptied of the militants and members of ISIS and members of Al Qaeda and groups like that, and the Taliban is now in control. Reuters reports, quote: Doubts are mounting within President Joe Biden's administration over whether Washington's ability to stem a resurgence of Al-Qaeda and other extremists in Afghanistan, six current and former U.S. officials told Reuters. Nathan Sales, the State Department's coordinator for counterterrorism until January, estimated it would now take Al-Qaeda six months to reconstitute the ability to conduct external operations. And I summarized, Greg, we are recreating the conditions that forced us to invade Afghanistan in the first place. This, this is like the... The O. Henry painful irony of all this is that we're leaving because we're tired of dealing with Afghanistan after twenty years of blood and treasure. I can understand that, but we're creating a circumstance which makes it very, very likely we're going to see international terrorist attacks launched from Afghanistan by either Al Qaeda, ISIS, or you know ISIS K as they're calling it. I guess the ISIS variant. Uh, <laughs> some other you know Islamist terrorist group is going to someday kill a lot of innocent people. From you know operating in afghanistan and we're going to be right back to where we started And I I, my fear is that someday we'll have a second invasion of afghanistan And we'll have to go through all of this all over again because we didn't learn a damn thing from any of it greg
1: Well, if my Memory is correct, uh, the taliban took control of afghanistan in 1996 We had the east africa embassy bombings in the summer of 1998 And uh, the USS Cole, 2000 and 9-11, of course, five years after the Taliban took power. So, yeah, it doesn't take long to organize significant operations since then. Hopefully our intelligence and uh, our technology in rooting these things out has also improved over the past quarter century. I'm sure it has, but um, not encouraging in any way at all. All right, let's talk about one more thing that's uh, much happier than any of the news we can deal with today. And that is the great deals you can get over at MyPillow. We've often talked about how fantastic the pillows are, the towels, the slippers, but also the Giza Dream Sheets. Nothing better than slipping into bed with soft, comfortable sheets at the end of a very long day. And right now, MyPillow can get you those sheets at a very big discount.
2: For a limited time, you can receive 50% off any Giza Dream Sheets with a price as low as $49.99. Imagine sliding into the most comfortable sheets you will ever own, guaranteed. They're made from the world's best cotton, grown only in a region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. It's long staple cotton makes these sheets ultra soft and breathable. They're available in a variety of colors and sizes. They're machine washable, And they have a 60-day money-back guarantee and a one-year limited warranty.
1: And for a limited time, you can save, again, 50% off on all Giza Dream Sheets. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use the promo code MARTINI. At checkout, or call 800-874-0104 to get the Giza Dream Sheets for as low as $49.99. Really love the Giza Dream Sheets. They're super soft, they're, they're comfortable. Sleep really great on them. You'll also find deep discounts on all My Pillow products, including the My Pillow mattress topper, My Pillow towel sets, and so much more. Don't miss this sale of the year. That's MyPillow.com promo code Martini, or call 800-874-0104. Sleep better with mypillow.com. All right, Jim, at the beginning of that uh, clip featuring Richard Engel and the Taliban spokesman, uh, the Taliban spokesman was denying the forced child brides. Uh, Just before that in the interview, which we didn't include in the clip, uh, he was asked about uh, whether women will be respected in Afghanistan. He says, Of course, there are sisters. But we know from last time exactly how that's going to go. But that may not stop Afghanistan, meaning the Taliban, once they form their government from a seat on the United Nations Commission on the Status of Women. This is according to uh, Town Hall's reporting, and they talked to John Bolton, the former U.N. ambassador. But it's not just him. Others have said the same thing. Bolton tells the Washington Examiner, you have a new crew that comes in and the U.N. has to decide. Do we accept the credentials of a new ambassador? It's certainly possible to challenge that and deny them a seat. You can say they're not legitimate, but rejection is rare, he noted, explaining that incoming governments usually inherit the former government's post. And he says, quote, I think the most likely outcome is that the Taliban gets seated. So Afghanistan is currently on this uh, commission, which is still pretty weird but uh, the fact that the Taliban could end up on here Jim there's a whole bunch of horrible countries that are constantly on the Human Rights Commission which uh, pretty much tells you what the UN is worth these days but this would be the most through the looking glass appointment of all
2: you know Greg I'm trying to think what you know, of all the days this could happen I just think this is the right one because I don't know if you know this uh Greg this is women's equality day August 26th <laughs> so I am looking at a statement of the president of the United States saying, today we celebrate Women's Equality Day, a reminder not only of the progress women have won through the years, but of the important work that remains to be done. We celebrate their extraordinary courage and resolve, and we rededicate ourselves to the work we still have ahead of us. Now, I, you know, he mentioned, goes on to talk about uh, the importance of uh, the John Lewis voting legislation, you know, and that's important, you know. Um, You know, call upon the people, President Biden calls upon the people of the United States to celebrate and continue to build on our country's progress towards gender equality and to defend and strengthen the right to vote. You know, what what better way to mark the day than than, the Taliban getting to be on the Women's Rights Commission, huh, Greg?
1: Unbelievable. But it does bring up another question. You know who's been really quiet over the past few weeks? Feminists. They'll go after the pro-lifers. They'll go after just about anybody who's uh, to the right of them in domestic politics. But when women are being brutalized on on a level that's completely incomprehensible in this country, somehow they can't open their mouths.
2: Greg, Greg, I don't know if you saw the report in The the New York Times. And actually, there's apparently an update in The uh, Washington Post as well. Didn't you see that the uh, Time's Up organization had been working overtime to help uh, smear the accusers of Andrew Cuomo? (laughs) Making this up. So it's one of the look, you know. They're focused on the real threat, the real problem to women, and that is women accusing Andrew Cuomo of sexual harassment. That's the real problem. That's what they do. They're, they're, they've got their eye on the ball, you
1: know. Oh man. So as long as Democrats are protected, that's what's ultimately going to be the uh the focal point here. Unbelievable. Some things also never change. (laughs) That goes back exactly to the Clinton scandal as well. So, Jim, uh, another very difficult day. We hope for better news tomorrow. It's not trending in that direction, but uh, we certainly are praying for that to be the case. Uh, See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, Greg. Jim Garrity of National Review. I'm Greg Corumbus, Radio America. Thank you so much for being with us today. Please do subscribe to the Three Martini Lunch podcast and tell your friends about us as well. We're extraordinarily grateful for your five-star ratings and your kind reviews. You can get us on those home devices. All you have to say is play Three Martini Lunch podcast. Follow us on Twitter. He's at Jim Garrity. I'm at Dateline underscore DC. Have a good Thursday, and we hope for a better Friday. Please join us then on the Three Martini Lunch. There's so much going on in the news and the world may
0: seem like it's ending, but don't worry because we're here to talk about it all. The Pfizer vaccine just got full FDA approval. Tens of thousands are still waiting at the Kabul airport to
1: be evacuated. And Tennessee was hit with a devastating flood leading to several deaths and dozens missing. Hey, it's
0: the Chicks from the Chicks on the Right podcast. Download and subscribe to our daily podcast to hear us pick apart and pick on the news of the day. Politics to pop culture,
1: nobody's safe, but it's all fun. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.